0: Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, get your direct mentor, part 2. Here we go. So last week we started to talk about step number 2 about getting your directs a mentor, which is consider potential members whom you know, and we we talked about the building and the importance of building your network. So now let's get so let's get back to the to our main point here about what, what are the steps around here considering potential mentors?
1: One of the things um, you and I have been talking about lately is motivating managers to change to become better. And even though they're in pain, for many managers, they're just not willing to get over the hump—the the, the McGuire hump, or the Horseman curve, if you will—of uh, of change. Um, and one of the things that makes getting mentors hard for ones directs is our networks are so weak, right? Where we don't know the right person, and so it's going to be hard. And and we just talk ourselves out of it. and Suddenly, we're right there where we where which is my person needs a mentor but i don't have the time or the energy or whatever and i actually think that thinking about step one i mean really if you only wanted to do one direct you can do it in five or ten minutes if you do all of your direct it's only going to take an hour um it's better to do it all at once like i said but now we come across another problem which is i don't know who to get him or even if i knew who to get my person to be mentored by i don't have a relationship with him okay Well look, careers are about results and relationships. It's hard for us to pin down results for every role, but relationships are easy to create, easy to maintain, and they're the same everywhere. Guys, work with what you have, okay? Yes, okay, if your network is really weak, and you've got a super strong direct, and none of your friends whom you might ask, uh, or even acquaintances where it might be a stretch to ask are strong enough, okay, maybe then you say, eh, this doesn't make sense, I don't want my top guy to have a really weak mentor, but do your best, try something, right, don't sit and say, I don't have time to direct develop my directs, and I don't know anybody, and just talk yourself out of it. Uh, That's the kind of thinking that will keep you from getting promoted, whether you're good at your job or not. Obviously, we want you to show a strong preference for internal company mentors whenever you can. Why is that? Look, it's easier. It's faster. There's less of a learning curve. The mentor's internal network within the company, which is probably stronger than their internal network, is more immediately available and in terms of being shared with your direct or being called on for favors for your direct
0: yeah and imagine having some sense of the internal politics and the culture and all those kind of things are helpful for a mentor to have right yeah exactly nothing wrong with external mentors but
1: i've talked to plenty of managers yeah my guy's got an external mentor and he leaves the office for three hours every other week yeah i don't think that's terribly a big problem but some managers are like, yeah, it might be better internally. And the big thing is politics. I think you're right from the standpoint of
0: internal. Well, and, and hopefully the the mentor is getting to know this valuable direct of yours and can be instrumental or at least helpful in terms of helping that mentor, that individual's career within the company. Right. Yeah. Still cage Deathmatch um, and all that. So.
1: <laughs> Try to come up with five to seven mentors. Ideally, you're going to do this without considering who among your team they might be mentoring. In other words, we're just identifying arrows for our quiver right now, irrespective of pointing them at our targets, right? If you start thinking about target, you'll start narrowing the field of people with whom you have a relationship that might be willing to mentor. You'll narrow that field unnecessarily. Regarding what level should they be? I get this question a lot because a number of years ago There were several articles which said that senior people are being mentored more by more junior technically savvy people Guys that was a passing fad Yes, if you're a 65 year old executive and you refuse to use a laptop Maybe we'll have a young person mentor you, but that's really rare. The answer is what level should they be always higher? These are people whom you could ask to be your mentor because of the strength of your relationship with them. And if that's true, you could ask them to do some light duty with one of your directs. But then, because your directs are one level down from you, you can go one level lower than someone who might mentor you. And look, I think far too many people shoot far too high in terms of trying to get a mentor. They have this this rifle shot approach, boy, if I could get the COO, if I could get the COO, that'd <laughs> yeah, be great. Right, yeah.
0: And maybe they mentor me too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and they rule out all kinds of qualified and, and, frankly, willing professionals because I think a lot of us as managers think, oh, this is a burden that I'm asking. It's an extra task and so on. And in a way, it is. But you're essentially talking your target, your mentor target, out of a yes. And you'd be surprised how willing they are. Being asked to be a mentor to someone else makes people feel respected. And you could go just one to two levels up, and that person might be ideal for your direct. Um, heck, you could have one of your peers mentor your directs. You wouldn't want it to be one of your uh, peers that reports the same boss as you, probably. There could be an exception. But that's how low you can go, just one level up from your direct.
0: And I guess it depends upon the skills that this, your direct is missing, right? I mean, it's if there's sure. if it's financial skills and yeah but but remember we're not thinking about the direct yet
1: right the first step was doing an analysis of where our directs are now we are trying to find potential mentors devoid of any connection to any of our directs the reason why is the moment you start talking about directs you narrow the field that's what happens every single time okay. i want as many possible directs as we can find and i only said we should have five to seven because the average managers when i've helped them with this and they started looking at one particular direct suddenly they were saying oh there's only one for him and it's him it's this guy like no don't do that yeah. Keep it as broad as possible.
0: Create as many options as possible at this point. Yeah, and I'm always thinking, I'm always asking groups.
1: Yesterday I was, where was I? Um, I'm in Chicago now, we're
0: recording, and uh, where was I yesterday, Mike? Ah, Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, if you, if you want to know what it's like to be Mark Horseman, there and, you go, sums yeah. it all up in one easy and sentence. I,
1: I talked to the group, I said, whatever you, wh- if you would do a thing, why do you assume that your boss just wouldn't and if your directs do this to you why do you doubt that you do it to your boss and so i think if you ask yourself how would i feel if somebody asked me to be a mentor i might say no guys i think you'd be dumb if you did Um, i might say no but it'd feel pretty cool So, Mm -hmm. again, I think managers talk themselves out of potential mentors all the time. And if we allow them to start thinking, okay, who's right for this person, uh, I think it narrows the field way too fast. So, look, you don't need to contact your potential field just yet. If you run into them and want to mention they're on the list, if they're willing, that's fine. Right now, we're doing two separate things. We're just finishing the second of two separate things, which is we identified strengths and weaknesses among our team and then we looked at potential mentors. We essentially have done two independent things. Part of it was to keep our thinking broad in both cases before we start narrowing. Because again, my experience is managers come up with one guy. Right. Uh, and you can't have one executive
0: or one more senior manager mentoring all of your directs at the same time. Right. Okay, so, so now we've we've looked at all our directs. We know what their needs are. We have a list of potential mentors and now it's a matter of if i have 12 directs now it's just a matter of matching up my 12 directs with my five to seven mentors (laughs) right yeah that's the next step yeah we call that the rubik's cube of death
1: (laughs) (laughs) um of course we don't right okay yeah um now we basically see we we start with our top one to two performers okay we've got some mentors and now we Look at the mentors, and we look at the top performers,
0: and we see if we can create a match. Um, here's the simplest way to do this. Before you do that, but but why with our top one to two performers? Wouldn't we start with you know the people that have the most need are our bottom one or two performers? Wouldn't that yeah, you, you you go ahead and do it that way? It's fine, really. No, it's <laughs> fine. Go ahead. No, look. Um,
1: now, if you have marginal opportunity to improve somebody on your team you improve the top performer. One of the things, b- because any improvement that they give you will be built on a higher base and therefore it will mean more, it will ha- create more value for the organization. Just by the Pareto principle, if you have five people, 80% of your results probably come from the top guy, the top person. I think I just wrote, we just talked about this recently, that Apple identified that their top uh, programmers are nine times more productive than their average programmer, and by the way, not any average programmer. Apple's average programmer, yeah. So, yeah, pretty impressive. If you're going to expend corporate resources, which is to say the time of someone at your level or above, on a problem, let's make sure it's a problem. Let's make sure it's an opportunity, actually, and not a problem.
0: Yeah, the return on investment, right? I mean, this is this is yeah. simply manager managerial economics, right? It's, if I have an hour to spend with somebody. Where am I going to get my best return? And the return is with your top performers. And we can yeah. talk, and I'm sure we have in the past, for we hours have, on this particular I topic. Guess. And I know for some of you folks, this will be quite a struggle. You'll want to spend time on your least performers, right? I think the cast is called
1: The Coaching Dilemma, but I'm not, not positive hmm. about that. And I think it's actually misnamed because there are four people in the mix in this scenario that we create. That would not be a dilemma. I guess it would be a quadrilemma. But anyway. Yeah.
0: So so if you're struggling with this, go go find that podcast. Um, anyways, okay. I just want to make that clear because I think yeah. th- that would throw some folks.
1: Yeah. So basically you spend time on getting your top performer a mentor over all else. Okay. There is a caveat to that, I guess. If your number two is somehow just a natural fit for a particular mentor with the right skills, who's ready then okay, you could do that. But even then, if you've got a natural fit with your number two, I would say get to work even harder on finding somebody for that top performer. Look at your top performer, his or her needs, and the list of mentors. Ask yourself, is there a targeted match? In other words, this mentor doesn't need to be your direct soulmate. This is another thing managers do. Oh, I'm not sure they'll get along. Oh, there's this. Oh, there's that. I won't do anything. Mm. They don't need to mentor them in all areas. They don't need to do it for one or two or three years. This kind of mentoring where you ask someone to help one of your directs versus having a mentor for you can be targeted to one or two skills for periods as short as four to six months. And by the way, if you're asking for four to six months from a mentor, from a more senior person, they're much more likely to say, oh sure, I can do that. If it's a meeting every three weeks, yeah, no sure, I can do that. Right. And so, don't ask who would be the best mentor for this person. Ask yourself, of the group I have, who has the right skills and can spend some time over the next three to six months sharing those skills, and that's just going to open up more angles, more options for you to consider. And look, ideally, you'll find the right mentor with the right skills for your top direct. If not, maybe there's someone to mentor them on one of their lesser weaknesses, if you will. If this is your direct's first experience being mentored, having not the perfect mentor will be fine. They'll learn enough their first time through regarding how to be mentored, and there are casts for that, guys and they're also casts on how to be a mentor that they'll learn enough the first time through that when they do find the right mentor they'll be ready they'll be ready logistically they'll be ready relationship wise and then that relationship that mentoring relationship which may last for years will be incredibly powerful okay now what okay up until now everything's been done basically
0: in a vacuum you've been doing it you've been looking at your directs you've been looking at mentors. Not necessarily talking to your directs, not necessarily talking to the mentors, right? Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. And we're probably an hour and 15 minutes worth of work so far. Now
1: you sit down with your top performer. It takes longer to talk about it than to actually do exactly. it. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Well, with when I'm talking about it, yeah. Now you sit down with your top performer and you broach the subject. Now look, don't force it. Mention it at the very end of a one-on-one if you have doubts about their response to allow them to think about it. I don't know why more people don't get this. If you have a topic that is going to be potentially, not confrontational, but conflict-inducing, or you're not sure of the answer, and I like to tell people, never ask a question, you're not sure what the answer is gonna be. Um, never go into a meeting without knowing where the votes are. Um, if you don't know what the answer is, or you think there's going to be a bit of a surprise, that's okay. Mention it at the end of a one-on-one. You have that discussion. You, you say, hey, by the way, there's something I want you to think about to allow them to think about it in the meeting there and let them walk away and think more about what they want to do. Um, you don't always have to be assertively persuading people of things. You can let them think about it. If you do that and they love the idea, they won't mind staying and say, no, I'd love to talk about that. And then suddenly they've got energy around sticking around five more minutes. But if they waver, they're not sure, they don't know what a mentor is, they don't know
0: how much time it's going to take, blah, blah, blah.
1: They can walk away and they can think on it.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, that's useful because you might not think a big deal or you might think of it as an opportunity, right, to interact with somebody else in the organization for, you know, a high, a high C, for example, or a more reserved person. They might feel there's some risk there. They might need some time to think about it. Yeah. So if they're game and guys, there ought to be a part of you that darn well expects them to be.
1: I got to tell you, I would raise an eyebrow. Hmm. If the direct said, no thanks, I don't I don't really want, you know, I don't want a mentor. An internal eyebrow, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly, since I can't raise one externally. Um, the other side is, if they said, well, who might it be? You know, if I was talking about an experienced direct, I'd be very disappointed in those kind of questions. Yeah. But, look, if they're game, show them your analysis, get their input, okay, about themselves, about strengths and weaknesses and so on. And, Show them the list of mentors and who you think might be right. And since mentoring is more personal than other developmental efforts, try to consider their input while still encouraging them to grow in ways that make sense to you and for the firm. And then talk to them about whom you see as a possible mentor if you want to narrow it down. We want to encourage them without forcing it. Your friends, the mentors, will hate trying to grow someone who doesn't work hard at it. Simple as that.
0: Yeah, and the likelihood of them helping you in the future goes down, right? which is not useful. Yeah. Now,
1: a lot of people, when I share this with them, I've shared this in small groups over and over and over again. Well, okay, fine, based on what you told me before. Why shouldn't I just ask everyone on my team if they're interested in being mentored and just work with those who say they are? And the answer is, well, because that doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Um, Yeah, well, okay, it can work. Imagine having two of your lower performers expressing quickened interest, having to go through a good bit of work for your two weakest performers. Mentoring involves two of the firm's resources here, the mentor and the mentee. Mentoring a low performer may be a waste of the mentor's time and may also be seen as hurtful to his career. I mean, mm. would the CEO mentor someone in a dead-end job? No. Now, that's a reductio ad absurdum argument, but anyway. If your direct says yes, offer to talk to the mentor you've identified and make arrangements. In the interim, insist that your direct listen to our podcast on
0: mentoring, both being mentored and being a mentor. You know, you don't suggest that the, the mentee uh, reach out to the mentor directly without your assistance?
1: no no No. look the whole point of this is you're getting a mentor for your direct and if the mentee reaches out and does it poorly and there wasn't any relationship to start to speak of the chances of it failing go up Mm. whereas if you're putting the two together you say okay i'll reach out to him and then you go to your mentor friend and you say look i've talked to this person he's interested now you're involved rather than one of your directs finding a mentor on their own when you ask the mentor, you're involved. The entire mentoring relationship that you you will have facilitated is built around you. Right. And and I'm not suggesting it is about you, but it will have been built around you. And both your direct and your mentor, uh, the mentor that you have for them, both know that you're involved. That you're that this is, in a way, your show. There's going to be more communication with you. Um, yeah, you absolutely want to be involved in reaching out and making initial arrangements anyway, and then saying something to the mentor like, okay, I'll have my guy call you, and he'll set up a meeting, and I'll make sure that in the first meeting, it's efficient for you and effective for the relationship.
0: So the relationship between the mentee and the mentor is not a, a attorney-client privilege kind of conversation or a, or yeah, a, good, or, or a priest talking to uh, the person confessing, right? So you're, yeah. you're establishing your role in this.
1: Yeah, it's a great way to say it. Yeah, this is not some private thing.
0: I'm the godfather here, you know. I'm involved, right? yeah. Which makes the next step, you know, following up and following along with what's going on a lot easier if you're part of the process, yeah. right? Yeah, when the process is started... Ask for weekly or perhaps bi-weekly,
1: and by that I mean every other week, updates from your direct about progress, about logistics, about results, about the relationship in general. And then check with the mentor monthly. And a short email is all you need. Hey, my guy doing okay? You okay
0: on the time it's taking? How's she doing? something like that is fine not a long don't require a report from the mentor once a week with yeah, actions no, taken yeah. oh i've seen it i i'm, yeah, I'm joking i've I've, yeah. I've seen those kind of requests of course the mentor goes like yeah right yeah right sure yeah sure fine whatever <laughs> um so
1: one other thing is if you're following up and the the mentee says things like well it's going okay remember the mentoring relationship they have in their mind for most people is probably super rich, and it's somebody that they know well and they enjoy spending time with them. You're not going to get that. It's going to be unlikely you get that. If you get that, you're really, really lucky. Um, and if that's the case, let it continue uh, as long as it's adding value. It's much more likely going to be slightly less personal, a little bit not strained is not the right word, but not smoothly flowing. We're only using the word mentor here in the sense of it's somebody else more senior developing your direct. The fact is, this is not going to be some young person saying, yeah, he's like my father or or, he's like my grandfather or something that so often gets said in really great mentoring relationships. There's a natural upper limit to the strength of the outcome of this based on the fact that you were involved and it was engineered rather than happening happening organically. And that's fine, okay? That's completely fine. Even if one of your best directs only has an okay experience for six months, again, he or she will have learned how to be mentored, how to do logistics, how to run things. And then when they find the right one, they'll be a god at it. And so that leads to the next thing. Term limit this thing if the relationship doesn't stick, it doesn't gel, it's okay to intervene and in, in the relationship. Um, it's also good to end it if you feel like there was some good results for two or three or four months and then it seems to be dying a slow death. There's inattention, there's lack of interest, lack lack of interest, whatever. And you'd go to the mentor and yeah. you'd say, hey, thanks for everything, my guy really benefited and I don't wanna ask too much and he probably won't end it despite his workload changing. Um, so I'll tell him to send you a thank you note and an email. Thanks for the time you
0: spent. And I owe you one, which by the way you do. I've seen a lot of times where the mentor is, it's really not effective anymore. It's gone past. It's yeah. kind of natural life and the mentor you've asked him to do it. So he's doing it, but it's a drag and it just becomes a burden. Uh, right. And and don't do that to the mentor or the mentee for that matter. Yeah. I, let me, let me mention something else as an aside. I want to attack this problem from the other, from the other perspective,
1: if you're a more senior person, you're a senior director, maybe even just a director, um, heck, if you're a director, senior director, assistant VP, VP, why don't you send it a note to your directs or maybe even to theirs saying, hey, let's talk about me mentoring a couple of people. Now, maybe you'll cherry mm-hmm. pick, but I do that. I, I'm amazed. I got, a, I got a question last week about, Uh, rolling out one-on-ones and somebody said something like, well, do we need to brief everybody in the company at the exact same time? Like, no, you don't (laughs) need to. And he says, well, what do you think my boss is going to say if I brief my department? I said, well, how big is your department? He says, well, I have some directors who report to me and they all have managers and then we have individual contributors. I said, what is it? 100, 200 people? He says, yeah, it's about 125 people. I said, well, what are you worried about? I mean, why couldn't you get your managers, your directors, and your managers in a room and say, this is what I want to do, and here's how I want to do it? He says, well, I don't want my boss thinking I'm stepping on his toes. By managing your organization? I'm right. sorry. How, how is that stepping on your boss's toes? If I were your boss, I'd be like, yeah, dude, go for it. Do whatever the heck you want. Bring me results. You know? That? Yeah. yeah. That's what you'd say. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So the other side of the coin here is uh, after talking to the mentor and saying, hey, thanks for everything, you would say to the direct, hey, we've asked enough of your mentor. You've learned a lot. It's time to write a thank you note. And remember, you owe him one in the political game of professional life. If it were me, I'd send a handwritten note and an email as well,
0: and I'd stay in touch with her going forward. And then you'd say, circle back to me that you've done those things. Yeah, good point. You mentioned earlier the... The mentoring podcast, and we've we've done a number of podcasts on it, folks. You can't listen to this podcast and go do all this analysis and set up your mentors without having listened to that podcast and having your directs listening to that listen to that podcast. I just I just want I just yeah. just want to make that clear because we didn't spend. Well, a actually, time they, can. They, can't they can. They can. They can but they wouldn't be smart. It wouldn't be be as effective stupid. Stupid. Yes, they can, and they have, and people have.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and they have, people have, yeah. And then complain that it didn't go well. So, okay, expand the program is our last step. Consider including other directs of yours once you've gotten this process in hand. You don't need to mentor everyone. That's probably a waste of resources. And by the way, I'm gonna say something kind of dark here. If you have 10 directs and you expand the program, and there's somebody who says, no, I don't want a mentor, there's nothing wrong with that going on their annual review. yeah. Saying, offered a mentor and the opportunity to facilitate a discussion. Said specifically, didn't want a mentor. Now, I'm not saying that you you should do that, um, but if you're looking for ways to motivate your direct to begin to see that they can't flatline in their job, that would be one way to do it, or if you want to use the more politically adept thing, you would give them their review and then you would turn the review over and you would say, here's what I would put on the review if there weren't political ramifications for anything on your review. And you would say, I would
0: have written down that you were offered the opportunity to be mentored by someone in this company and you turned it down. I think that's a serious enough statement around somebody's unwillingness to grow that it has to be covered in one of those Two ways and it's you know it's based on conditions yeah. and all that, but yeah, sure. well you can just can't let that go with some uh, you know negative feedback and if you think somebody's going to say no if you're ninety nine percent sure somebody's
1: going to say no don't go through the trouble of prep I mean if you've got somebody who you can't i mean you don't have to go through the process of getting them in a room and say, "Would you like to be mentored only to have them say no because then that almost obligates you to say something more formal to them later look the whole point of this is there are probably some solid, in terms of expanding the program, there's probably some solid performers that are in the middle of your lineup that a mentor could help. And provided they're willing and you have a good enough relationship, it could help. And it might ease the burden on you in terms of developing somebody. And the whole point of this is that, well, not the whole point, but one of the nice outcomes of this is that pretty soon this kind of connecting is gonna be second nature to you. And then, because you've been asking people to mentor your directs, assume you're going to be asked to mentor more people. And by now you're smart enough to realize you ought to be looking forward to that. Okay, so wrapping up. Folks, you gotta consider your directs needs. Then you consider potential mentors. These are individual, separate processes. You start with your top one to two performers. You offer to make connections. You're involved in the connection. Follow up along the way. Term limit it when it's time. And expand it if you can. Your direct gets extra help. You get extra help. Your network is strengthened. Your direct's networks are strengthened. Your friend's networks are deepened. And it's not a lot of hard work. In my mind, what's not to like? And I just want to remind everybody that I think we promised earlier in the cast that there would be a sample quick and dirty strengths and weaknesses chart. We've created that for you. If it's helpful to you,
0: um, you're welcome. All right, my friend. Thank you much. That was great. Anytime, partner. All right. We'll see you later. Thanks, everyone. Hope you enjoyed that. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. So long.